Yeah, we scraped out a 2-1 win in the dying minutes of the opening game of our group stage. Woo! Had this been the women's team, they would have tuned out about 20 minutes into the whole thing. Had this been the women's game, we would be panicking right now, not celebrating. We'd be like... Had this been the women's game, Jill Ellis would have been fired. <laughs> in the middle of the World Cup. Um, oh my god, but no, we have Jurgen Klinsmann, and he's going to win us a victory in 2022? 20, sure. And maybe Qatar, maybe not. Maybe Qatar, maybe USA, I don't know. Oh. Okay. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans, it's been a while. Gab, what are you drinking? Oh, God, I'm not drinking anything right now. If anything, I'm going to go have some more water. Because I have had at least a lot of Budweiser slash Bud Light slash Microbrew while watching USA versus Ghana. Yeah. Um, we, are right, we are right as USA versus Ghana got over, and I'll let Thrace tell you the results of that while I go get some water. Okay. Well... USA beat Ghana 2-1 by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Who knows? Maybe we'll make it out of this group. I don't know. All I'm saying is, people trying to compare that header to Abby Wambach's header in the Women's World Cup against Brazil are out of their minds. There's a difference between a knockout round header in stoppage time and a header in group still during regulation. I'm not saying it wasn't a great header, I'm so fucking psyched. I'm just saying, just calm down. It's only game one of group. Okay. We got two more games. Two more games. Anything can happen. You know? I believe. I believe that we. I believe that we might. I believe that we might make it out of group. I believe that we might make it out of group. I believe that we might make it. It doesn't have the beat as the rest of it. It doesn't have the same. Okay. So... Speaking of international soccer, how about that last USA women's game against France? I was a little bit bored. I was a little bit bored also enjoying slash hating the various mispronunciations of French names. I mean, we gotta agree that Low Below takes the cake, right? Well, so Low Below takes the cake, but I also am coming from the perspective that I don't actually know that many French variations of names uh-huh. so whenever you guys would freak out about the shit i was just like oh they must be saying it wrong low below it's not the worst considering her name is laura bulo but low below it's like he thought that was her last name we also had a uh, buadine for buadi uh and he explicitly said elodie tommy her name is Thomas. It's spelled T-H-O-M-I-S, but it's Thomas. Like, he specifically said that. Are you supposed to say Thomas or Tommy? It's Tommy, right? And okay. then poor Eugenie Le Sommet, like, or as this announcer said, Eugenie Le Sommet. Eugenie. That's, that's what he said. Eugenie. Uh, Dooley became Dooley. That's not terrible. That's like an American pronunciation of a French thing. There's Delanois for Delanois and Gaetan Tini instead of Tinay. Just general incompetence all around. If you know you're going to be announcing an international match, right, with players who have international names, 
aren't isn't part of your prep to like write down a phonetic pronunciation of their games of their names to so that you don't fuck up during a broadcast you're, you're giving the women's side credit for having prep for friendlies oh yeah it's probably another case of they just found some local broadcaster in florida in tampa i guess to whoever you know but I would almost rather no commentary and just field mics if they can't find someone who's competent to announce a women's I, soccer game. I would pay. I would buy a ticket to a match that I couldn't go to and pay for field mics if that's all I could get. Yeah. Yeah. So like here- that to me is so much more worth it than list- trying to listen to uh, announcers who... A, don't know a thing about what they're commentating about, but B, like, are just butchering the entire thing. Yeah, it wasn't just names. It was also, he seemed to not, he kept having, he kept thinking he needed to explain basic rules to the listening audience. And I was like, who do you think is the audience here? Do you need to say these rules for yourself because you're not familiar? Because he seemed at least passing familiar with soccer from the way he spoke. So did you have to be explained to the rules about a a player getting a red card um, and not being able to play at the next game, but the red card maybe not being a real red card for that player because of false identification of the referee? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not talking about that very Cause, specific cause NWSL like Columbo, example. That's some Columbo shit right there. Colombo like, was at least competent. A player, a player being told you got a you got a second yellow because of a thing that happened on the pitch, but you're not actually the player that did the thing. That's, ah, uh, I'm so confused. I just hope that Tori Huster took Jordan Angeli out for like the biggest steak dinner after that because I just that's the least that she owes her for the ref like. Being like, oh, it must have been you. I already carded you once. Mm, I guess you were probably responsible for this one, too. Goodbye. I, I'm just like, I hope the NWSL is like smart enough at this point to realize, oh, we might have to actually fucking review red cards. Yeah, they might have to because the refs they get assigned are so fucking incompetent on the regular that there has to be some kind of review process because they're just fucking up left and right. This one was a bad one. It was this really was, bad. This was a horrible red card. Like, granted, I'm I'm standing 80 yards away, and I'm sitting there going, like, I don't think Angeli caused that foul. No, I but... hope I hope this ref had their face smashed into the TV screen, showing a replay of how badly they fucked up. And then I hope they had to go look Jordan Angeli in the eye and apologize to her face to face. That's what I hope. Well, you know, Jordan Angeli, like, was drinking rum and coke or whatever at the bar in Portland the next day or that night. So I just hope next time the Thorns face Spirit, my number one team faces my number two team, nobody's held off the pitch. Angeli shouldn't be, like, fucking credited with a red card. <clears throat> And I, I I hope that it's just, like, a fair call of the whole thing. Like, that was bullshit. I, I think we're both hoping for competence. A basic level of competence. 
It's not weird. Like, it's like babysitter level. It's like, I hope you don't kill my kid. Yeah, it's, congratulations, meets, meets base level of referee competence. But we didn't even get there, this game. It's, it's like when someone refrains from killing you. It's like, they don't deserve congratulations for that. That's what they're, that's the shit they're supposed to do in the first place. It's like, wait, there, there wasn't actually a red card, right? Because there was, there were a lot of different players got called on things, and you just associated a second yellow with the player who already got a card, right? No, it was exactly like the ref. It was exactly like Jordan Angeli had a prior crime, right? And then she got arrested, and the police were like, "Oh, I see you have priors. That must mean you're guilty of this crime too," even though she was totally taking the fall for Tori Huster. Tori Huster, step up. Actually. I don't know how much you can do in that situation, but if I were Tori Huster, I would definitely go and be like, rather than have to play a man down, I would definitely at least try to go to the ref and be like, no, excuse me, that was, that's my foul. That's my well, foul. That shit, that shit, or like, what I, did we see uh, the, one of the European leagues this summer was already like, ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't my, like, that wasn't a foul. Oh, you're talking that about a guy who, that guy who declined the penalty yeah. kick? Yeah. Yeah, like, we just needed a level of that, like, heroic shit to just be like, sorry, dude, it yeah. wasn't actually a foul, it was just me tripping, or it wasn't actually a foul, it was just me, like, carrying the ball too long. Yeah, you know, to be fair, I actually don't know if Tori Huster went to the ref after that was like, it wasn't it wasn't her it was me but i'm just saying i don't know that's i think that's what should have happened maybe First she maybe okay, she did so go maybe she I'm, did and the ref I'm, was like it's too late i've already written the ticket i can't undo whatever i can't unring a bell yeah but to come back to usa france it was a really boring game like after sid's goal it was just like can anybody maintain possession no okay sure it makes me really excited for uh, the World Cup next year. I think, I forget who it was who gave an interview afterward. I was like, this is just the first step that we need to build on. So the players are aware that this was not the most exciting performance they've ever given. But it's not necessarily looking great for Jill Ellis, like right out of the gate. But you know what? We'll Let's wait until qualifiers to see what happens. Okay. What, like what, qualifiers what, in October. Yeah. So, what did you think about it tactically? I thought it was. So I watched the first half in a bar. Um, I was watching it on my iPhone while I wasn't watching World Cup. Um. And I thought it was predictable. Like I thought that the team was being putting together predictable plays and. Uh, it it wasn't exciting to me at all, and it, it just makes me sit there and go, okay, well, if we're going to infuse um, action or excitement into this, it has to be an actual firecracker instead of a, hey, guess what? Sid LaRue is going to play center forward, and she's going to just own the ball. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Between now and then, that actually provides some sort of spark or some sort of spunk to this team. I'd say it was pretty much a starting lineup, and then Jill didn't tinker with it too much, because she said she didn't want to mess with, like, the rhythm. 
and whatever. And it's like, what? What rhythm? There was no rhythm. Jill? You... There was absolutely no rhythm She should have used all six subs. What is the point of a friendly? You're interrupting your own league season, right? Then what is the point of a friendly if you're not going to make up for the interruption with experimentation and getting players some minutes, young players like Morgan Bryan? Like, what was the point if it's just going to be same old, same old? I I am just happy that Ali Long got to see some minutes because she missed out on Thorne's game. Um, yeah, but Ali Long didn't really do much, did she though? I I could uh, I agree with that statement, but I'm just saying I am happy that if Ali Long is going to miss a Thorns game, she is getting minutes in a women's national team game. That's fair. Like if you're gonna miss service with your club team, at least you're on the field, as opposed to other players who didn't get subbed in. Right. Like, could you imagine a Rod? Ugh. From a like, team that her. You're on a goal sport scoring spree for the league. Goal scoring spree. Like you're keeping you're keeping other teams up at night and then you come to your national team and your coach is suddenly like, Yeah, we're gonna bench you behind Alex Morgan and Sydney LaRue. Alex Morgan, it's not that fair to compare because she's been injured, but Sid has not she scored twice this season, I think. And like, Amy Rodriguez is on form. She's proved it, goal after goal after goal. Like, well, I feel I feel like it's pretty fair to talk about Sydney LaRue's like commitment to a club over country at this point. <clears throat> it's it's pretty it's pretty fair to be like you know Sid LaRue when it comes to like a U.S. Women's National Team game, she'll step up. When it's a club game, she'll she'll kind of disappear into the woodwork a little bit, and not because of like lack of effort, but she just has other players on the Seattle Brain team that can step up and like finish those crosses or finish those like runs. Whereas on the Women's National Team, like if she's starting up front with Kristen Press. Like, she has to be a workhorse. I think that's a fair point that on the Seattle Reign, if she doesn't necessarily produce, I don't think it super endangers her starting spot. But on the U.S. Women's National Team, if she's not producing, they'll yank her out of there faster than you can say hot pork sandwich. That position's more, yeah, that position is more competitive on the national team level. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Like, not... on the Seattle Reign, she can hold that position for a few weeks without scoring goal. And yeah. that's fine. But when it comes to women, women's national team, it's like, look, you're getting called away from your team. God, Seattle was so fucking lucky this week and not having a game. Yeah. Missing Sid and Hope and Kim Little Pino? and Jess Fishlock. Well, Pino wasn't playing yeah, for them anyway. Well, I know, but you got to hope Pino's at least some way contributing to something. Yeah, team morale Sad. and cohesion and stuff like that. At least, like, being a water girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, because Seattle's coming to Boston this Thursday without, you know, a bunch of their players. We'll see. Speaking of NWSL, so U.S. Soccer apparently is going to play three more friendlies before October qualifiers for the Women's World Cup, and I don't think these three friendlies include the next French friendly this Thursday. So... Correct. In July, um, August, and September, they're expecting to play three friendlies in that time period. And they're probably not going to play a friendly too close to CONCACAF qualifiers, right? 
Which her in October. Yeah. So I don't expect um, any friendlies after like mid-September. Which means, so suppose there's one friendly in September. We'll just push that out there. Which means at least two more friendlies during the NWSL season in July, maybe August. And what happens in August in NWSL? Fucking playoffs. Oh, there are no playoffs in NWSL. What are you talking about? Some teams are probably going to get shafted. Real bad. Oh, at least two teams are going to get shafted. Yeah. Like, I would like to think U.S. soccer isn't this dumb, but you just get the sinking feeling they're going to schedule some friendly within a week of, like, the NWSL final. Right? You wouldn't put it past them, because that's the level of care that we've seen from them until now. They appear to not give a shit about NWSL. So, U.S. soccer is going to crack me up if they schedule a friendly, but then they allow the two teams that make it to the final to not send players to that friendly against a high-ranking team. Um, some, I think and then least... they're going to have fans all up in their ass. They're really like, I bought a fan experience pass for like $250 and I don't get to get my photo taken with Hope Solo. I mean, at least one, maybe two of those games are supposed to be against Switzerland, right? The Swiss? Because the Swiss FA put something up on their website. Like, eagle-eyed people on Twitter, I think uh, Birdie Dev is one of them, spotted an announcement from the Swiss FA that they're playing the United States. So... No disrespect to the Swiss, I'm just saying that's not like us playing Germany or France. It's not going to be easy. It's definitely not going to be easy, but it's not going to be like us playing prime World Cup prep competition. There, There's a lot of chocolate in those Swiss competitions, though. Uh-huh. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of meat on the Barbie in those Swiss competitions. How did you go from chocolate to meat on the Barbie? I don't know, dude. You had nowhere to go either. Are you hungry? You just ate. I, I am attempting to eat my dinner, and it's half staring me in the face right Why now. Why didn't you take three minutes and shovel some more food into your mouth? Because you told me you could hear me chewing, so I stopped eating. No, let's just pause for a bit and shovel the food into your mouth. I'll just edit it out. Fine. Fine. I'm going to get some water. Okay, so, so that was USA versus France. Not the most exciting game. Let's hope game two is more exciting. You know what, I fucking hope Game 2 is worth it, considering they're siphoning off Breakers fans, potential Breakers audience, for their fucking game in Connecticut on the same night on Thursday. I'm really... Wait, are you talking about, like, an actual World Cup game, or are you just talking about the friendly? I'm talking about the French friendly. The second... You're talking about just a friendly? Yeah. Okay. Oh, please. The kind of people who would go to Connecticut for a friendly are exactly the same audience who would come to a Boston Breakers game on a Thursday night. I'm just saying, like, you're not talking about World Cup contentious people. You're talking about people who want autographs. No, I'm talking about people who are choosing, because they're in the same geographical market, who are choosing one over the other. Who the fuck are they going to choose? Of course they're going to choose USA versus France. I almost chose USA versus France. You should have chosen USA over France. Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck U.S. soccer for scheduling that in the same area at the same time on the same day. Fuck them. Speaking of fuck U.S. soccer, uh, Tom Mm. Samani spotted at Canada Women's National Team training recently in their lead-up for their friendly against Germany. Uh, Good for him. Woo, Tom! 
Hey, I heard uh, Australia reposted their uh, head coach uh, position opening. Did they? Yeah. If you uh, if you look at uh, their goalkeeper, Melissa Barbieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out her Twitter feed, and she's like, "Hey guys, position opening, head coach of the Matildas." And I was like, "Wait, why isn't Tom applying for this?" Be moving backwards, I guess. Oh, Football Australia has posted the link to their hiring for a new head coach. Applications close June 30th. So hopefully we'll know by August who the new should head coach we apply? Of Australia is. Yeah, sure. Why not? You and me as a team, we should apply for that together. I'm sure both of us together make up at least one coach. Well, so we have enough friends. So I feel like we could get Angie from Chicago in on this. Okay. And we could get Ange from Portland in on this yeah. to at least be technical advisors. Uh huh. And then you and I could actually just like. Pay the bills. Pay the bills. Manage player personalities. AKA keep Lisa Devanna in line. You could keep Lisa Devanna in line. I have absolutely could no I? Could I keep Lisa Devanna in line? I'm not sure I could. I feel like if anybody could, it's you. Uh, yeah, Tom Sermani spotted in Canada and he says John Herdman asked him as a favor because they used to know each other when, right? Australia and New Zealand. But here's my theory and talking with some other Canada women's national team fans. John Herdman, there's no way he's going to give up a head coaching job before 2015 because Canada's the host right. nation for the World Cup, right? Right. So he's going to stay on until at least 2015. He has a long-term contract with CSA. He re-signed last right. year for like seven years. Right. But after 2015, maybe he moves into an administrative role where he's kind of shaping the women's soccer program as a whole especially the, the youth programs that he kind of kick-started again. Tom Smirani moves in as Canada's head coach after 2015, maybe. That's my theory, anyway. Why do you, why do you think Tom Smirani trumps John Herdman? Trumps John Herdman? Yeah, why, why do you think trumps. Tom Smirani? I'm, I'm saying John Herdman willingly steps aside as head coach because I think he said some stuff about wanting to move into a more administrative position before. This is not Tom Sermani supplanting him. It's John Herdman willingly moving into the administrative role and then making sure that his team's in good hands afterwards. So he's like, okay. all, he's yeah, he's already getting the ball rolling now <clears throat> instead of Canada like having a search or whatever. Because there's not much time between the World Cup and the Olympics. Correct. So he wants like a smooth transition. There isn't really, that's not a transition time at all though. I, I don't know. Maybe he'll go after 2016 instead of 2015. Maybe. I, I, I just know that Tom Sermani is not going to be head coach of Canada until at least 2015, if ever. So If ever. If ever, right? So I don't think... I actually didn't see any panic about, oh my god, Tom Sermani's in Canada, blah, 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 blah. Most of it was like, you know what? Good for him. After the way U.S. soccer treated him, he should rebound with someone who will treat him right. I'm just happy Tom Smiley has a paycheck. Maybe he didn't get paid. He said it was a favor. Okay, I'm just happy Tom Smiley is, like, doing something. Yeah. And not at home in his own room, like... And not at home in his bathrobe playing FIFA. Exactly. So, yeah. All that is fine. Coaches move on. It's a... It's part of the circle of life. It's the circle of life. 
or the circle of getting wrongly axed by your federation because they panicked because uh, somebody was like, hey, maybe you want to fire Tom because I don't like what he's doing? I don't know. Is there anything you wanted to talk about, buddy? The only thing I'm kind of upset about right now is lack of transparency in the NWSL <sighs> disco and yeah. the lack of power of the disco. So what I've learned in the past two weeks is the disco has the power to review plays and assign more blame to players than was originally assigned, hence, you know, additional suspensions being laid on players. But the disco doesn't have the potential to take away uh, fines or suspensions or consequences um brought down by referees of various levels during the run of play that frustrates me yeah more transparency in the league at every level would be great it would be fucking fantastic and i am just praying to god that the spirit file whatever paperwork they have to file against this thing to get it rescinded but at the same time, it's like, why, why, oh, why are why aren't refs getting it right the first time? Because PRO is sending us second tier refs, who or or like third tier refs. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm mad, and I'm I'm in the wrong for being mad, and I'm aware of that, but I'm still mad. I don't think you're in the wrong for being mad. I'm. Here, I got a question for you. Yeah. Who's your NWSL player of the week? Mm. Last week, it probably would have been Erin uh, McLill. Yeah, she kept the dash in it. But she didn't play this week. Erin McLeod got me some nice double points last Fantasy League round because I captained her. She's the only thing that kept me from completely crashing and burning last week. What are, what are we calling this week? This week? Saturday and Sunday, basically. We haven't hit the Wednesday game yet, obviously, because we're recording on Monday night. But right, Saturday, right. Saturday was Houston FC KC, and Sunday was Portland Washington and Chicago Sky Blue. I think, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a homer in me, but I'm going to go with Becky Edwards. Like, she scored a fucking goal for Houston. Fortunately, I couldn't hold it, but, dude, that's the heart and soul of that Houston team. You know what? I'll... I'll go with Becky Edwards, too, just because I'm like, what the fuck does Becky Edwards have to do to get called up? What the fuck does Becky Edwards have to do to get a fucking call up? Yeah. So, congratulations, Becky Edwards. Uh, Becky Edwards! Yeah. I am drunk, and I am your fan, and I am giving you a thumbs up. I am also giving you a thumbs up. There are two drunk fans giving you thumbs ups. Hey. Hip-hop hooray. Uh, Becky Edwards, you are our player of the week. Yes. Despite what the media says, despite what the fantasy league says, you're a rock star, and you keep doing you. Okay. Oh, um, before we end tonight, I gotta give a shout-out to Alyssa Nair, Maddie Evans, and Julie King. I met them at the bar where I was out watching USA Ghana tonight. Um... I bought them around, and they came over, and they were really nice about it, and we chatted a bit, and yeah, just, I love my team, because it's stocked with really nice people. 
My my team has nice people too. We oh, yeah. we did pride for them. There, yeah. That that tifo you guys did was awesome. Was well, wasn't that cool? Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't even tell you. See, I can keep a secret. Oh, operational secrecy, Gab. It was fun because we were like, guys, we can't even tell these players that we're doing this shit. Uh -huh. We're like, all right, fine, fine. We won't even tell them. And then yep. we pulled it all off, and it was amazing. It was a really good banner. Um, I'm just glad to see more support for our queer athletes. Uh, it's Pride Month, no. so I would encourage everyone listening to this, bring a pride flag with you to an NWSL game, right? Let them know we're out there in the audience. It's not going to hurt. No, it's not going to hurt. The other thing, part of what we wanted to get across with our uh, TIFO was, hey, guess what? If more players want to come out, we will honor you. And I think other teams should honor their out players because, you know, guess what? That's that's a, a bravery thing. It's It still takes a lot to come out, especially as a public figure in the United States. Yep. I mean, just coming out privately to people you know is rough. But coming out and being like a an athlete in the public eye... Whether, you know, you're top tier like Abby Wambach or not, it's an intensely personal decision. So I think we need to show our support and show people that this is a welcoming environment. You won't be stigmatized for coming out or for supporting people who come out. We love you all. A little bit of a shorter show tonight, but Gab and I don't want to overstay our welcome. So that's it for this Two Drunk Fans. We'll see you next time. At least we had a show. It's better than last week where we didn't have a show at all. So take what you can get, all right? Yeah, take what you can get. We're not getting paid. Shit, I was busy as hell last week. Shit, I was on the road all last week. I know. You take were... what you can get. You were busy. All right. With me. All right. Bye. Bye.